Last Sunday, I brought to you a message which time would not permit me to complete. And due to the importance of the subject in which I was talking about, I'm compelled to deliver to you the sum total of what God laid on my heart. I'm talking, of course, the message that I began last week, determining the voice of God. Determining the voice of God. Uh, as I said last week, I don't think there's a greater subject that I could deal with that people need to hear in this day and hour uh, than this subject because we do definitely need to uh, uh, focus in on the voice of God. We need to hear from Him. Uh, preachers is not the only ones that God talks to. Amen? God talks to all of us. He talks to you more than what you realize He does. But the problem is, as I said last week, uh, we're just not focused in. We're not tuned in to His station. But God does want to communicate with you. He wants to talk with you. And there's a whole kind of other, all kinds of other voices out in the world today trying to speak to you. So it's important that we determine the voice of God. Um, the scripture reference that we, we read to you last week in the beginning, we're going to read it again in 1 Corinthians 14 and 10. One verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and 10 says, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. Let's pray. Lord, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for this service. Thank you for your presence we felt already. Now we ask, Lord, that you will speak to us this next few minutes of time. Give us what we need today, and we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Let the church say, Amen. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. As I told you last week when I read that scripture, that verse of scripture, Paul, when he wrote it, he was, he was teaching the church at Corinth about the practice of using uh, tongues in the church. Uh, and the correct way and the wrong way to do it. I'm using this verse, not speaking about uh, uh, speaking in tongues, uh, but I'm using it because it says there are so many kinds of voices in the world. Now, the message today shouldn't be that long because I preached half of it last week. Uh, just didn't get a chance to finish it, and we're going to try by God's grace to finish it today. In the previous message, we discovered that the voice of God will be the most important voice that will ever speak to you. And from that awareness, we need to be able to determine the voice of God from the myriads of other voices all clamoring for our attention. Amen. There's all kind of voices out there. There are hundreds, millions of voices all uh, clamoring to get your attention. They, um, they want to be able to speak to you. And uh, we are literally bombarded by all kinds of voices. Now, last week I talked to you concerning uh, that there are three sources, one of three sources uh, that every voice comes from. Every voice that speaks to us comes from one of three sources. It's the spirit of man the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of Satan. 
when you investigate this and you draw this out and search it out, every voice that speaks to you, every thought which comes into your mind and is processed comes, for, comes to you from either the spirit of man, and when I say the spirit of man, I'm talking about your natural flesh, your carnality, your own wisdom, your, your learning what, what, who you are. Uh, of the Spirit of God, we're talking about th- through means of the Holy Ghost, and, and then the Spirit of Satan. Amen. Every voice, or, uh, and when I say voice, most of the time we're not talking about audible voices, but we're talking about voices that comes in our spirit, thoughts within our mind, and in, uh, in, our, in our process there. Amen. And every voice and every thought, amen, that comes to us, comes to us from one of those three uh, um, areas. And, and we dealt with that uh, last week. There is a spirit. And what I'm doing right now is just giving a brief review of, of what I talked about last week to bring you back up to focus. And maybe for those of you who wasn't here last week to, uh, 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 to kind of bring you up to everybody else. There is a spirit of some kind. Look at your neighbor and say, it comes from somewhere. There is a spirit of some kind behind every voice or thought that enters your head. Amen. It's impossible for a voice to speak to you and a thought to come to you without it coming from somewhere, some kind of spirit. There's a spirit of some kind behind every thought, and I... I really laid in on this last week. And we should always take the time to identify the source of the voice, which is speaking to us. Amen. Always take the time to identify the source. Amen. We should never jump out and make make a decision or to follow some voice speaking to us unless we know where that voice is coming from. Amen? And who it comes from is very, very important. I remember a story that I, I, I used uh, uh, in a message, uh, I don't know, two or three years back. At the, uh, there was a sea captain uh, 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 over a, a vessel uh, in, in the middle of the night. And, I mean, there was a heavy fog uh, set in. Uh, and um, in the in the distance, there was a light begin to flash, and and that light begin to flash uh, often uh, back and forth. Um, and so the uh, the captain had his guy to send a message and say, "You need to alter your course ten degrees starboard." And um, and and then the light flashed back to him and says, "You alter your course." Uh, 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 10 degrees the opposite way. And, oh, man, the captain really, you know, he, he came back and told him, he said, I said, alter your course by 10 degrees. And then that light came back from the distance through the fog. And then uh, finally the captain, he just got all bit out of shape. And he says, alter your course by 10 degrees because I'm the captain. In a few moments, the light flashed again and says, you better alter your course because I'm the lighthouse. 
headed straight for the rocks. Hallelujah. Sometimes, amen, we want to be in control so bad. Come on. That we're not willing to even listen to the voice of the lighthouse. Jesus, that's that old songwriter said, is a lighthouse. Hallelujah. I'm glad for the lighthouse tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. I'm glad for the lighthouse. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Never doubt how easy it is to follow your own spirit or thoughts. Amen. I mean, it's so easy for us to follow our own thoughts and our own spirit. Even ministers, pastors, evangelists, teachers, all the fivefold ministry, it, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It is very easy to follow our own thoughts and our own spirit because that's what becomes natural to us. It's what becomes natural to us. Amen. Even prophets have fallen prey to their own spirits as the Scriptures prove. Ezekiel chapter 13, verses 1, 2, and 3. This is what he said. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy, and say thou unto them that prophesy out of their own hearts. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Hallelujah. Brother Bobby was talking about uh, uh, the message that uh, our founding pastor preached several years ago. I remember one time Brother Hale talking about this same scripture right here where God says, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Hallelujah. It is easy, amen, to follow your own train of thought and your own way of thinking. Because it's the most natural thing to you. It doesn't matter whether you're saved or not. It, you, because you followed your own spirit longer than you followed anything else in your life. Hallelujah. And now that you've come to know God and the Spirit of Christ lives within you through the, whole, through the Holy Ghost, sometimes when the Spirit of God speaks to you, your spirit kind of bucks up against that a little bit. Amen, just like the captain of the ship. And just as you can follow flesh or yourself, you can also follow the voice of Satan, as we found out with the Apostle Peter last week when Christ looked at him and said, Get behind me, Satan. You know, we covered that last week. Now we're going to move on to continue the message from that point. Everything I've told you, up to now, it's just been a review of what I covered last week. We're going to move on and continue, and I'm going to point out some characteristics of the voice of God that differ from the voice of flesh and also the voice of Satan. Now, if, they, if all voices that come to us come to us from out of one or three sources, then we need to learn the characteristics of each voice. 
Amen. Characteristics of the voice. Amen. There are certain tones and, 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 uh, and sounds that everybody's voice makes that when you learn that voice, it doesn't matter. It's kind of like uh, uh, the blind uh, uh, fellow that Brother Bob was talking about earlier. Once you learn the characteristics of a person's voice, you may be, you may be in this room in here and the door's open and you can hear somebody out in, out in the foyer of the building talking and even though you can't see them, you know who they are. The reason why you know who they are, you distinguish between the characteristics of those voices. And for us to determine the voice of God, determining the voice of God from our voice or the, the voice of Satan, then we've, we've, got to, we've got to learn some of the characteristics of God's voice. It's kind of the same way as they teach people to identify uh, uh, phony, uh, phony $20 bills, uh, uh, counterfeiters. Well, when, um, when banks and different places uh, uh, train employees to, uh, uh, to, uh, so they can be on the lookout for counterfeit, they don't study the counterfeit, they study the genuine. Amen. If when you learn the characteristics and all, everything about the original, then when something comes up that's phony, that's a little bit different, come on somebody. I'm preaching now whether you realize it or not. Hallelujah. Amen. What are you saying, Brother Samuel? I'm saying it's time that the church focuses on Jesus. Forget about the doctrines of this thing and that thing and the nominations. Amen. And what different believes in that? If we focus on Jesus, it don't make no difference what other voice comes down the pike. You're going to recognize it. Hallelujah. Let's talk about characteristics. Hallelujah. The voice of God presumes faith. The voice of God presumes faith. The book of Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 21 reads like this. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. Now, this is very important. This verse of Scripture is very important in determining the voice of God in your life. I want to read it one more time. As I told you last week, this message is, is kind of what I call preaching. I'm kind of half preaching and half teaching. I want to get some things across to you. He said, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee. Notice the word, first of all, is coming from behind you, not in front of you. I'll tell you about that in a few minutes. Saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. Hallelujah. Church, there have been so many times in my life and in my ministry that I have cried and prayed and called out to God. I have a feeling I'm not alone in this. 
But there have been many times I've cried and prayed. There have been times I've gotten up out of bed and put my clothes on in the wee hours of the morning and just just went outside and, and, and got away from everything and just called out to God and, and prayed and seeking God. I can't tell you the times that I have done that. And I've cried and prayed, God, Lord, show me the path that you want me to go plainly, Lord. And I'll promise, I'll promise I'll follow you. Have you ever stood at a point in your life where you can look and you can see two or three or four or five possible different directions that you can turn? And you, and you wonder which way is the right way to go? Which path is the right way to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to begin to walk? I've been there many times, many times in my life and many times in my ministry. And my heart would pour out to God and I would pray and I would cry, God, please, uh, Lord, speak to me. Show me. Just, Lord, show me the path. I promise if you'll speak the word to me, I promise I will listen. I promise and I will follow. But time and time again, I find myself in a choice either to stay where I'm at or start walking by faith. Let that soak in for a moment. Here I am at a point in place Either my personal life, my ministry, the past pastorship of this uh, assembly, or maybe some other way thing, and I'm, and I'm standing, and I got to make a choice. I got to make a decision. But the paths are not marked very clear. I found, I found out something like that when I began to drive a school bus for Metro several years ago. They give you a route sheet, pat you on the back, hand you the keys to, to a bus, and say, here's the route sheet, here's the keys, go pick them up, good luck. You'll be amazed in a city like Nashville, how many streets that you'll come to, you're looking for a particular street. You're in an area that you're really not familiar, that you don't go in every day. Number one, there's no street sign there. Somebody's done drove through there and knocked it down and it's gone. Or some wise guys done went through there in the middle of the night and painted over the, the name of the street by black or some color to which you can't read. And then if you're fortunate enough to get on the right street, then you're looking for a house number. <laughs> I thought, Lord God, I'm going to send these people some money so they can buy some numbers to put on a house. Why in the world does somebody live in a house that don't have numbers on it? Don't put some numbers on it. Maybe they're trying. They don't want nobody to find them, evidently. They write them from the law or somebody. Running from the law, running for the pastor because they ain't paid the tithes in the last two or three months. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. Glory. 
And so you're scratching your head. There's some kids somewhere around here that need to go to school so they can get there in time to take a test. How in the world am I supposed to find them? Well, it's the same way in the Spirit. Here I am trying to find and trying to decide, Lord, which way do you want me to go? Lord, the, the paths are not marked. They're not a, the paths that you've got to go are not always going to be marked real clear. Hallelujah. It's not always going to be. And so here you are. you got a choice. You don't spend a lot of time praying, talking to God. But you haven't heard nothing. And you're wondering. So you got a choice. You can either just pull out your camping chair and sit down and build your campfire. You'd be surprised how many people are content with doing that. Amen. I don't know if it's the spirit of laziness or what it is. There's a whole lot of people content with just pulling out the camping chair, building them a campfire, and just sit around there and pull out some marshmallows. But you know what? I know by the calling God put on my life that I cannot afford for my own self and I cannot afford for those that God has put me in charge under to just sit, amen, and build a campfire. Hallelujah. There are some times you have got to decide, am I going to just stand here or I'm going to start walking? Hallelujah. And time and time again, once I put a foot out and I make the first effort, hallelujah, there's a voice. Oh, that that I'm familiar with from behind me. Hallelujah. He's not in the front of me because he's trying to teach me faith. He's trying to teach me to trust him. He's trying to teach me to let him figure things out and not semi-put. Hallelujah. Once I quit standing around and I start walking, there's a voice that comes from behind me said, this is the way. Turn here. Oh, hallelujah. He will never fail if you're willing to start walking. But if you just stand there, you never get nowhere with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look around. FAC did not get to this point in place but just standing around under a shade tree pulling out a camping chair and say God we're going to sit here until you come and lead us because God does not move always that way and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying this is the way walk ye in it Hallelujah. See, the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. You cannot draw out a blueprint and get everything perfect about your experience with God. Amen. Before you do something for God, there are going to be some times, and I'll promise you there'll be plenty of times in your life that God's going to expect you to start walking. Hallelujah. Irregardless of whether or not you know all the details or not. Hallelujah. 
We walk by faith and not by sight. That's the book. Hallelujah. So time and time again, I find myself in a choice to stay where I am or start walking by faith. You see, when you want to determine the voice of God in your life, you must understand that the voice of God presumes faith. The voice of God presumes faith. The voice of your flesh and also the voice of Satan never. Look at somebody and tell them never. Remember now the three sources of every voice that talks to you. The voice of your flesh and the voice of of Satan never enters faith as a factor. Hallelujah. The voice of your carnality, the voice of your flesh, will never use faith in the decisions that you make. If it ain't all drawn out on paper, everything perfect, with no seemingly surprises to show up here or there, the flesh just don't work that way. The flesh does not naturally use faith. And for sure, the voice of Satan, when he speaks to you, it for sure does not uh, focus in faith as a factor. Now, what does this all mean, you may ask? Listen to me close. Flesh has a tendency to think whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Hallelujah. Your flesh... Carnality always seems to have a tendency to think, well, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. My, 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 my. One of the worst things about this hour in which we're living in right now, some of you just need not, not, not to even turn on the evening news when it comes on in, in, in the evenings. You need to unplug that thing and throw away the magazines. USA Today and all that, because there's so much negativity going on. Hallelujah. Everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, negative, negative, negative. You can't show me faith nowhere out there. And when it's surrounding you, you got a tendency in your flesh to fall right in with the crowd. I get around a group of people that I work with, and you hear them all talking about, you know, well, you know, we've already been cut four hundred something dollars a month last year. What's going to happen now? People, you hear people start talking. You know, well, I hear they're going to they're going to farm us out next time. They're going to they're going to hire a private company to come in here, amen, with their own crew and, and, and drive the buses. What are we going to do? This is I don't know what I you know when all that stuff's going off. It's it's time for me to cut a trail. I don't care to be around that junk. I don't care about that junk because none of that stuff affects me as a child of God. Hallelujah. It will affect me if I keep around that bunch and keep hearing all that negativism, and it'll affect you. You'll get to where you can't believe God for nothing. Hallelujah. Everything that happens, you're going to expect the worst situation to come. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. The kind of attitude and spirit that you have, a lot of times it demonstrates the kind of crowd that you hang with. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When Satan talks, now, like I said, the, when the flesh talks, it's got a tendency for negativism. It's the flesh, when, it, when the voice of flesh speaks to you, it speaks whatever can go wrong, will go wrong. It's going to give you all kinds of bad things and possibilities that could happen. And then when the voice of the devil talks to you, it's always a lie wrapped around in deception. Every time Satan talks to you, it's always a lie wrapped around in, dece- in deception. From the very beginning, he spoke to Eve, and he says, What? You shall not surely die. Anybody remember that? It's impossible for the devil to tell the truth. The Bible said he's a liar and a father of liars. He cannot speak truth. So when the devil is talking to you, it's always a lie wrapped around in deception. Those facts you can count on, folks. But when it comes to God speaking, he does so in a way that you must demonstrate faith to perceive his meaning and will. God presumes faith in your heart, so it takes faith to interpret his words. I went to Bible college. I even took one year of, he, uh, of Greek. And I know, I, I know enough of it just to be dangerous. I learned a few of those, uh, as my dad used to say, $20, $20 words. And I picked up on some of those things. But none of those things can direct me in taking the path that I need to take. I have got to use faith, not what man has taught me, not what kind of school or education I have. My personal experience in life cannot get me through the things that I need to get through. God speaks to us in such a way that we got to have faith to interpret it. If you don't have faith, you're not going to understand what God's trying to say to you. He presumes faith. That's how come he, 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 God does not always hand you a perfect finished picture. Fall him out. I, I, I want to get this point down, nailed down. Amen. Uh, 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 and before I close out in this message today, when God speaks, he does it in a way that you must demonstrate faith to perceive the meaning. And this is where so many saints miss the train of God's perfect will because His will and purpose for your life does not wait for you to develop faith and trust Him. Now, you need to follow me. God presumes that you have faith because that was all part of the package when you got saved. Many saints... They miss the train of where God wants to take them in their life because God is speaking to them and they're not demonstrating the faith that He has given them 
And because they don't demonstrate the faith He has given them, they can't, they can't understand the meaning of what God's saying. And while they're standing around trying to figure it out, the train's pulling out of the station. God, when He speaks to His children, presumes that you've got faith. Because it was all part of the package when you got saved. Romans chapter 12, verse 3, in uh, the basic English version of the Scripture says, But I say to every one of you, through the grace given to me, not to have an over high opinion of himself, but to have wise thoughts, as God has given to some people. Those that he he likes real good. Those special kids of his. No. God has given to everyone a measure of faith. You got faith. Don't let the devil lie to you and say you don't because it's part of the package. Just like when you went and you was hard on somewhere, they offered you a pay package. Your package that you get is it has no, it's not just a salary, but it includes benefits, includes um, other uh, other things that comes along. It's all part of a package that they offer you. When you got salvation, it came with a package. Hallelujah! It came with salvation for your soul. It came for deliverance. It came for healing. Hello, somebody. And it came, it came with an retirement that's out of this world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When God speaks, He presumes that you got faith. So when you and I just play around with God and not use the faith He's given us, we're liable to miss the train while we're trying to figure out something. God says, I know they got faith because I give it to them. It was all part of the package. Hallelujah. This verse says not to have an overly high opinion of yourself, but to have wise thoughts. In other words, don't trust your opinion about things. Don't rely on what you have learned through life according to earthly experiences. You might be savvy in business matters or surviving on the streets, but when it comes to living for God and working in His kingdom, you must do it His way. Amen? And His way is through faith. His way for the decisions you made should be made by the measure of faith He's given you through salvation. God wants you to start walking. you got several directions to go and you prayed and prayed. God has not made everything real clear yet. Just start walking. He's promised you in His Word that there will be a voice come from behind you and say, at the time that you need it, at the time that you need it, he'll speak to you and say, turn this way, turn that way. But if you don't never start walking, he'll never start speaking to you. He'll never speak to you until you start walking first. You've got to make the first step. You've got to make the first step, and that first step comes by faith. God wants you to start walking. Listen, he will not tell you all the details of the trip until you start moving. Don't expect for God to give you the full itinerary of the whole trip. 
because he don't do it that way. God makes these things this way because he wants you and I to trust him and walk by faith. If he painted a pretty picture, amen, and laid everything out all the time, we would never grow in faith. We would not know what faith is all about. And the Bible said without faith is impossible to what? Please him. Hallelujah. So he's not going to tell you the details of the trip until you pack up and start moving. Then he will walk behind you and whisper to you to turn here or to turn there when you come to the place he wants you to go. That is what walking by faith is all about. The voice of God will not be clear to you any other way. And then finally, the voice of God glorifies Christ. The voice of God glorifies Christ. When you investigate a voice speaking to you, and you find that the voice speaking gives precedence, honor, and allegiance or glory to someone else other than Jesus Christ, you need to tune it out and turn it off. Amen. Let me, let me say that again. Let, let me repeat that one more time. When you have a voice, when you have a thought, and something speaks to you, and you take the time to investigate that voice, and you find out that that voice speaking gives precedence or honor, allegiance or glory to someone else other than Jesus, you need to tune it out and turn it off because it is not the voice of God. The voice, the voice of God will never glorify man over Jesus Christ. It will not magnify and glorify anything over Jesus Christ. It is coming from another source. If that voice glorifies anything or anyone other than Jesus. The last scripture before we close. Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 through 11. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on the earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I could carry this on and on, but I think that you've picked up the meaning and understand about determining the voice of God. The voice of God will speak to you in a way that you've got to demonstrate faith to understand it. You won't understand it any other way. The voice of God, when it speaks to you, will give glory and honor and lift up only Jesus Christ. All the glory. The song that we sung a while ago, You Deserve the Glory. You deserve the honor. Amen. If there's other voices speaking to you that's giving glory and honor to somebody else other than Christ, you need to tune it out, turn it off. You don't need to be listening to it. Hallelujah. Determine the voice of God. Church, 
There's all kind of voices that's going on in the world today. They're speaking from every direction. We need to determine the voice of God and follow His voice and His alone. Can you say amen?